0: Tech's Elite Club Challenge Rap Show as we look back at a tournament which brought highs for Baleigh, highs for Riverside, and highs for the whole hockey family. It was a tournament that uh, had thrills, spills, video referrals, and even more. And to digest it tonight, we're joined by three different national players. The first is Rustin Abrahams, who was a pivotal player in his March to the title. We're joined then by Wade Payton, who is one of our pundits and commentators for the tournament before Riverside's head coach, John T. Robinson, takes us through their march to victory. This and more on Hockey the Podcast, the Bulgatex Elite Club Challenge Edition. joined by champion and South African national international player Rustin Abrams of course Rustin was part of the Baloo Hockey Club who tremendously fought back from 2-0 down into the final quarter and secured themselves a uh, a brilliant 4-2 win Rustin uh, we're a week later now um has the first and foremost uh, thanks for joining has that has the hangover worn down has the celebration calmed down uh, and are Blue still on cloud number nine?
1: Um, definitely think the hangover is, is gone. Um, definitely, I think after coming off such a successful weekend, we've really used that momentum to drive us to put him to win or to continue our winning streak. As uh, this weekend, we've had two games, two really tough games with the New who. Actually win both those games, 3-1 and 3-2. We're definitely using that momentum mm-hmm. Um as being part champions to play that through for this next week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Russ, at the end of three quarters, you guys were trailing 2-0. Uh, uh, was there some doubt creeping into the minds that uh, maybe, just maybe, this isn't going to be?
1: Um, I was never... Well, there is a little bit of doubt, but knowing us as blue, we will score. And the only thing is how many we will score. And I think we just needed that first goal to help settle, to bring us back to reality and help us carry through for the next 15 minutes of that final.
0: And, and I mean, that's exactly what happened. First the goal from Armand uh, from the the penalty corner. But, I mean, it's... As much as youngsters stuck their hands out and stuff, obviously the likes of Melrick, Maddox, uh, Rustin, yourself, Mm Riza, Rosenberg, and Julian Hykes, your experienced campaigners, they really put their hands up and and drove the team forward.
1: Yes, definitely. I think we have some seasoned players who, who know what is needed to help turn the game in our favor. And I think just needing that momentum shift for that last quarter, was much need for our younger players to give it a go and quite thankfully we do have the depth now that our players such as Armand, uh, Del Piero and other players can actually help bring through and secure speed for us.
0: Yeah, Russell the other the other thing is obviously uh... We all know the impact that uh, Ali Fredericks had forming Baloo and uh, a lot of you guys had very, very close personal relationships with him. Uh, Did you guys feel like you had the 12th play on the field with with Ali on the park with you almost uh, during that final?
1: Uh, I definitely think so. Um, If I look back at the past couple of tournaments, the CHL for Northside Griffins, you can see the boys, from Bill, clearly we have that extra bit of energy that's pushing us and attacking us, Ali. Um, he's driven us so far and so long and that having him in the back of our heads and in our hearts just helps us push that extra bit of 15 minutes or extra bit of running just so sure that we can help keep his legacy alive and push there on him in everything we do.
0: And, and of course, you did exactly that. The goals you scored were. We're, throughout the tournament, we're, we're pretty much uh, carbon copies of many Ali goals uh, over the years. Uh, but Ali uh, was also a big part of the discussion with Belgatex and with Riverside back uh, three years ago when Baloo first got their invitation. How great is it for Baloo to be part of the Belgatex Elite Club Challenge?
1: I actually think it's phenomenal. I think it's something that's we we needed and to go out and prove that we need more rooms like these to help sustain and even better our club system in our country. And for us to go there, oh, for us to be in the 2019, where if I'm not mistaken, I don't think we got a good result from that tournament, to now having to defeated Desia in two fights because yeah, I know. That's one of the tournaments Alistair would like to have won. And to have in, in our hearts while we won it this year is truly really something special for us.
0: Uh, absolutely. It, it 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 was so cool to be able to see. I mean, obviously, I, w- I was there in 2019 when I, I saw a team that uh, has all the talent, but... Uh, you could still see. We're still finding the identity. It was clear this time around you guys have a clear identity. It's a goal-scoring identity. It's forward hockey. And uh, yeah, I think all of us that were at the Belgatex League Club Challenge were were pleased that we got to watch you. And uh, obviously the celebration afterwards uh, <laughs> was was worth it.
1: Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, definitely think it's taken us a bit of time. I think Blues always been known to be a very uh, fiery team that goes forward. And I think this is the year that we've sort of found a structure that works for us, that allows us to go forward, but also to be a bit more defensively sound, with I think we're conceding four goals throughout the, or four or five goals throughout the tournament. So it shows that we're we've, we've starting to own our own identity or playing style, which is really good to see.
0: And I mean, Rice, you, you obviously come into this tournament on the back of time with the national team. Of course, you are one of our uh, reserves for the Commonwealth Games as well. Uh, I mean, what would you say about the level, the quality level of hockey that uh, that we saw at Belgatex elite? And, and, you know, how do we stack up from a club point of view with what you've seen around the world so far?
1: I uh, <laughs> I think when it comes to that, I think when we suck our international level through to our club level, you can clearly see that because Parvitex is more focused on an older generation of players, um, as no varsity team is invited, it also shows that we do still have a lot of depth in our country in terms of hockey players. And also with the life under-18 players playing in club leagues, I believe, around uh, 18 boys are playing for Riverside, which is great because they're getting that experience that previous SA players get to play. So I think it's a really nice platform to bring up young players as well as keep our older generation players still playing and still keeping our sport alive. And it just helps that giving more players opportunity to play highly competitive party in the short amount of time and for it to stream this year and to have video referrals, absolutely. Fabulous. It almost gives people the taste of what international hockey feels like or a professional outlook of our sport feels like.
0: Absolutely. That's exactly what we would call it. It is an elite club challenge and it has the best, most elite clubs, uh, non-tertiary in the country. And uh, in 2022, the men's title, landed with Baloo, you know obviously uh, you guys will be back in 2023 to to defend the crown and and with a different mantle because everybody wants to beat the champions, are you looking forward to that already, uh, putting it in the diary for next year?
1: 100%, um, that's my first politics or elite politics challenge, I'm definitely looking forward to next year and knowing the boys everyone loves Belgatex We love this challenge and we love, to, we would love to defend it next year as well. So we, all of us are very keen for that.
0: Uh, Rustin, thanks very much for joining us. That was Rustin Abrams, SA national player, and of course, importantly, Belgatex elite club champion with Baloo Hockey. Rust, have a, have a great evening. Thanks for joining us and uh, we look forward to seeing Baloo back on the Belgatex turfs next year, defending their title.
1: 100%. Thanks, Jobs. Right. Thanks for having me, and uh, yeah, I'll take you soon. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Bye.
0: Cheers. And as we continue our digestion of the BelgaTex Elite Club Challenge, a, a wonderful weekend down at Riverside Sports, we're joined now by former South African outdoor Olympian, former South African indoor World Cup player, and of course, on the weekend, he had a slightly different role. He was joining the punditry team as one of our commentators. It is Wade Payton. Wade, uh, good evening and uh, welcome to Hockey the Podcast, a special BelgaTex Elite Club Challenge edition. Um, I know we didn't get to spend much time together in person, but uh, obviously always a great time to be around a a hockey field.
2: Yo, James, thanks for having me again. I love being a part of, of your shows um yeah unfortunately we didn't get to to shake hands and um chat a bit of a bit of hockey off the side of the field but flip uh, fantastic um yeah i had a fantastic time being involved they're uh, not not the usual spot um being in the commentary box and not particularly my favorite spot especially at the volga tech elite club challenge because when you're up there the only place you really want to be is on the field where all that action is happening
0: uh, speak of the action. What, what kind of things stood out for you uh, uh, and impressed you over the course of the weekend?
2: Oh, Javs, the 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 tournament was taken to the next level with that video referral for me. I mean, it, it it's just a, it's a game changer for for club hockey in South Africa. I mean, we'll we'll never. I don't think we'll see it in our regular leagues um, for years to come, if not. Ever, but to have it at, at a tournament like the Bolgatex League Club Challenge is, is just, yeah, it's an incentive, eh? I mean, if for, for my club team or any club team around, to go and play in a tournament where you, you're pretty much getting as close as you're going to get to being on the, on the international stage, um, in terms of organization and then obviously on field, um, Stuff like the, the video referral, I mean, it is it, a game changer. And it was quite interesting to see how the players are managing it. Um, obviously, it's, some guys would never have ever have, have had to make a video referral. So I don't think it was used as well as it should be. But flip, the door was opened and um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was used more than it needed to be in the years to come.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love it. It really is. I know the umpires don't always love it. Uh, uh, Sean Rappaport, <laughs> Rappaport said he thinks it's great because you learn. Um, no umpire really wants to have the, the, their decision turned against them. But we saw, uh, we did see a couple of, of really good video referrals. We saw Wanderers use it in a game. We saw Riverside Woman use it in a game where, of course, it looked like they were about to concede an equalizer. And then they ran up the mm-hmm. other end after that, and and got a second. So, uh, yeah, it, it really is a game changer, as you say. Um, and uh, the ES Media guys doing a great job in in also making sure that video was available quick, and it wasn't a, a tamiest delay in the game.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Rob Gossett and his team at ES Media were f- full blown incredible. I mean, sitting up in the commentary box and just getting getting all the comms from them all the time i mean the footage the quality of the footage that we were able to commentate on um in terms of the high definition was incredible i mean we didn't even have to pop our head over the the screen the monitor we had in front of us it, it was really really great day. and it's so great to see a a, a very hockey based uh company um like uh es media being involved in in such a, a fantastic tournament so it just I think that's where our sport is so fantastic. eh? We, As big as the numbers are that are playing it, the community is really close and tight-knit. So, yeah, fantastic to see what um, ES Media have been adding um, in terms of value to the Boulder Tech Elite Club Challenge.
0: Yeah, I, I commentated along with uh, Goz and, and, and Keegan and them about a year and a half back in the RPT. And you know I, I remarked, uh, because I, I missed the Thursday games that came down Friday morning, and I said... Yes, when I watched on Thursday it felt like there were five cameras. they like no still <laughs> three. So it just shows even the, the cutting had been so much more improved and you know they, yeah. they love those sneaky little camera angles on the field and you know, for me, uh, that that's a big part of what why the product is the elite club challenge. It is the media story that's told.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wasn't even able I wasn't able to get down to that final and on Saturday just with family stuff and my kids but I was very very comfortable with putting my feet up on the couch going onto the youtube channel and watching that that live streaming because it felt like I was I was watching a tournament um on the international stage eh? I mean the the cutting to half time the teams like you said the angles you just always feel like you're in the action and yes I, I really take my hats off to to the ES um, media team and for politics in particular for getting them on board eh? snatching them up quickly
0: yeah absolutely a great partnership and of course uh, you'll see more from them at the Kersney Fives uh, in a little while um, a few days time and we'll be talking about that in another episode of Hockey the podcast. But, uh, you know, Wade, uh, one of the things that I often have uh, referred to you and, and pushed and said, you know, the old boys still have some gas in the legs, wouldn't you love to be on the park? And, and that was the case this weekend. We saw, uh, you know, Tommy Hammond, Miguel de Grasse, Julian Hikes, uh, you know, some of the, the legends of SA hockey standing up, being counted and making the difference for their teams again.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Jobs. Um, I had to definitely send my wife a couple of text messages saying, please get the boots out and dust off the stick. I might be coming back. Um, yeah, Tommy, obviously a great friend of mine, uh, throughout my career and also made my debut with Julian Hikes. Um, it's been so flipping fantastic to see them out on the field, still running, not as hard as they, they used to, but less I think we're all in that boat when we, when we hit a particular age, but, Thomas just controlling the game like a like a Xavi Alonso in the midfield for Barcelona, and Julian scoring, I mean, as many goals as he likes really, and he seems to have goals on tap. Um, he just hasn't lost it. He one of the most naturally gifted athletes that I've been able to play the game with, and yeah, just just watching, I mean, like you said, even Miguel, a guy like Miguel de Guz, Stewie Spooner. Um, those uh, guys have been out on the hockey field for a long time, and I think for them, who who they're not necessarily involved with their provincial setups anymore, this is the next, this is the next biggest event for them on on the calendar, or, or should I say, it will it will be the biggest event for them on the calendar? So just keeping the the guys who are kind of phasing out of the national ranks um, and the provincial ranks, but still wanting to be able to compete at a level, there's now the pog Elite League Club Challenge, which has landed on the doorstep of everyone and um, playing local and provincial hockey for your club, this is where you're going to go. And it's a great incentive for everybody. And it is going to keep, in my opinion, it's going to keep the numbers uh, in club hockey, to be honest. And we won't see the, as, as uh, much of a fade-off. Um, when guys finish those provincial times, they kind of don't really have any goals, objectives. But now there's, there's all the reason to stick around and go and play at a high or world-class uh, club tournament like the Boltex
0: Elite Club Challenge. And, of course, well, we've got those those uh, seasoned pros who uh, are showing that um, many a good tune played on an old fiddle. But, uh, of course, we've also got a lot of youngsters coming through, the likes of Alex Blows. Uh, we saw Ross Montgomery. Uh, of course, they're exciting over on the girl side. Of course, uh, the name Danny Rhodes has been mentioned in South Africa many times. Of course, we haven't seen much of her because she's been playing in USA. She showed everybody just how good she is and uh, probably not far away from a national call-up. Of course, player of the tournament was Kayleigh from uh, Riverside, another young lady who who took the opportunity to put her hand up. And there is an immense amount of talent, young talent, coming up as well.
2: Absolutely, Charles. I think all young uh Alex and Monty might be the reasons I actually stay away from the field because I don't feel like marking um, young guys who run around like that. They are tremendous talent. And I mean, we were actually obviously fortunate enough to have so much good coverage of that under 18 uh, boys and girls IPT down in Stellenbosch. And I mean, the quality of, of those games was unbelievable. And to see these guys coming back to their club structures where they spend every single weekend and i mean yes they all still play their school hockey games because they're still at school they on the weekends they stick and balling with some of the best club and provincial and national players um on a saturday or a sunday and that's what it's about i mean getting these guys um at this club tournament opening their eyes to the the next level not necessarily the provincial level but just the next level of like hockey enjoyment um and why we kind of play the game, like club hockey is that's what it's about um you don't give up your Saturday or Sunday um if you don't want to be there um we We all love the game, and that's what club hockey is about, and that's what the tournament is really really just bringing to to fruition eh? and I mean you mentioned Danny Rhodes there I hadn't seen a lot of her, but I've heard everything about her, and obviously, I obviously was able to see her um on the past weekend and she is a Absolute talent. Um, really looking forward to seeing how we manage her in our structures. Um, obviously, still a young, a young lady, but yeah, I'm hoping to see her involved with, with some of the the setups going forward.
0: Yeah, it it was riveting stuff. It was amazing stuff. And and if you are able to go onto the Supersport Schools app and rewatch that final. I uh, watch Danny Rhodes, I think it was the second goal when she scored her just amazing hands and a and type of player that I think Giles Bonnet, sitting with the national team up at the Commonwealth Games, will be saying, please, please, please get yourself to RPT at the end of the month and mm. you know, give us a chance to give you a chance.
2: Yeah, i'm um, if know Giles, her name is already on a piece of paper somewhere. He he doesn't keep his finger to evolve the policies. He's on the ball. Um, and yeah, hopefully she can get to IPT. I don't know what her uh, American commitments are um, or where she is. But yeah, let's hope she can get to an IPT and and yeah, put her hands up for, for a squad selection going forward.
0: Well, and and isn't that just the wonderful story of the Belgatex Elite Club Challenge is the, the stories of players like Danny Rhodes who who may not have been household names who will become them. But also to tell stories of buttocks you know the man who who scores goals for fun uh, it's an uncanny ability you get very few people like that in the world and they still do and, and the belgatrix elite club challenge offered both these players a, a platform on which they could do their art and uh, you know you and i were fortunate enough to be able to help tell that story and i, I suppose Pates, as as i wrap up now with you um, and you know, what? What would be your one standout? If I and it's a harsh question to so just say one standout, but one standout from the overall of of the weekend.
2: so That's a tough one. There are a couple of oh, a couple of good standouts for me, but being the um, I wouldn't say fashion orientated guy, I am. Um, I would say the kit. I absolutely loved the kit of the Riverside. I can remember they had lemons. I can remember the Wanderers had flamingos and the Western Province Cricket Club had their, their badger all over their kit. And that for me was summed up just, I don't want to say cool. It's probably not the best word to describe it, but it's just the freedom of club hockey. Like you're, you can do that. If you want your kit to be like that, you can do that. And, and, and that was just amazing to see. I love it how they all keep it for their second day, kind of to to come out and surprise everyone. Um, it was just a great touch from those those teams, and I hope it's something that we, we see going forward.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. I love it. And, and I could uh, imagine a few people making sure they buy replicas in the future. But, uh, <laughs> Pates, I, I'll leave you there. I mean, you and I could chat hours and hours about the great game of hockey, but... Uh, what a great pleasure it was to to hear your voice on the commentary at the Belgatex Elite Club Challenge and looking forward to uh, seeing you get involved in more Belgatex lined up events in the near future. Um, always a pleasure chatting hockey to you and uh, yeah, thanks for, for joining on Hockey the Podcast.
2: Thanks, Chabs. Always a pleasure. I can't wait to catch up uh, face-to-face. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It'll, it'll be sooner rather than later for sure.
2: Thanks, Chad. Thanks, bud. Cheers. Bye. Cool.
0: And as we wrap up our Belgotech's Elite Club Challenge wrap-up, there's no better way to go than one of the people who is a starring role for the host Riverside Sports Club. Of course, a player for the men's team, the head coach of the women's team, and leading them to a, a... momentous victory their first title since 2017 i think it is but more importantly for them a victory against the old enemy kursney and uh oh, a massive massive celebration of course he's got more than 100 caps for the sa outdoor hockey men he's played for the sa indoor hockey men so he knows all there is to know about the game of hockey yet he's still a a, a student of the game john t robinson john t thanks for uh joining hockey the podcast in this special Belgatex Elite Club Challenge wrap-up.
3: Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me
0: on. Yeah, we we could go nowhere else. I mean, obviously, your Riverside team, uh, the the one you coach, uh, obviously, we're not going to talk about the one you played for uh, (laughs) right now, but uh, the one you coached, you know, victory, all KZN final, you know, we spoke, uh, you and I chatted on the night before when you beat Province Cricket Club, and yeah, you know, all... All things were pointing to a a very very tough battle with Kersney, but uh, not just that you guys win, but a uh, fairly convincing win. Uh, and that's no disrespect meant to Kersney in in saying that. And breaking the demon, the 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 five year drought against Kersney came to an end. And what a place to do it!
3: What a what a place to do it. And um, it was for the ladies something really really special. I know we'd gone through the season and got a lot of momentum and things were clicking and the ladies were working really, really hard and, you know, for to culminate in a performance like that, where we were really clinical on our penalty corners and fluid through space between the 25s, it was fantastic. And then to have, you know, key personnel just have some incredible performances was, was really, really special.
0: Well, you know, I, I was just talking to Wade Payton about this and, and, you know, one of the names that came up was Danny Rhodes. She's obviously a name that we, we've heard in South African circles. Um, you, you can't have the surname Rhodes in South African sports and uh, not attract some sort of attention. But, um, yeah, it was really great to see her on a South African turf and, and to see all that promise is not just promise. It's it's backed by power.
3: Oh, 100% backed by power. I mean, she's been... Absolutely incredible from the first day she came down to join us at training. Off, she I think she pretty much jumped off the plane and like headed straight to the turf and and got on. She added so much value for the side, and uh, you know one of the things that were missing I think for for a couple of years now is just someone to come in and share the load with. Jacinta since the job. I mean, she's been a, a goal scoring animal, and uh, the ability that the Two of them had to connect in crucial areas and just kind of, you know, share the load and draw attention away from each other just to create the extra half yard of space for them to let their sort of ability fly. Um, That was really, really awesome to see. And, um, you know, she was just so dynamic and threatening the whole way through. It It was awesome to watch.
0: And, and of course, we talk about her, but it would be remiss not to talk about Charlene Borshoff, who uh, produced a player of the tournament's uh, uh, performance throughout the tournament. And, and really, when I spoke to her after the province cricket club game, she just seems like a player who just loves playing hockey.
3: She absolutely loves the sport. She really does. Uh, you know, she actually lives in Marisburg and does the trek down the hill every Monday and Wednesday to come and train because... You know, she just wants to keep on growing and developing and she loves charging and training and uh she's been she's been really, really good, but wow did she step up, you know, she took absolute control and she never seemed flustered and never off guard and when the moment was right she was super penetrative and then when it needed, it was just the small offload or the small carry and in defense she was a rock. You know, and then you go and add on a couple of um penalty corner goals on top of that and you've got you know play the tournament performance she was just unreal
0: Uh, you know and as a coach it must just be be so good obviously you 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 start a season and you want to win the league but you know for riverside winning the belgatex league club challenge at home is is definitely something high up and and to win it the way that you guys did must have been particularly pleasing
3: oh very much so it's um Obviously, this is a huge, a huge thing on our, our roster for the year, and we really build towards it. You know, amongst obviously the the priority of getting on top of the league. Um, but the thing that really, really excited me was that, sure, it was it was an incredible team performance. So yes, we had some players that went and stood out, and Charlene was unbelievable. Danny scored goals. JJ was really good. But then you look at, you know, some of our club women that have been around for years and. Kerry Eagleton in our, in the screens was fantastic. Me Karigi's coming back and actually playing a deeper role than what she normally did for us. She was awesome. You know, Wendy Slending was awesome. You look at some of our schoolgirls, Georgia Swartz, Savannah. Um, it was it was awesome to let the team really play and build together and flow, and it made rotations really simple, and we could keep an intensity throughout the in tournaments and definitely through games and. You know, we went into two games where we ended up scoring two plus goals in the fourth chucker. You know, which really sort of shows the the grit um, of the team and and the ability to keep on just maintaining that intensity.
0: And, John, I mean, obviously, it, it's it's a great tournament. It's a it's a wonderful. Uh, occasion to be part of, and uh, you know we are all fortunate to to be involved in whatever way we are. You, of course, involved in more than one way as a coach for one team, as a player for another. You know how hard is it to balance those uh, those demands during a tournament? <laughs>
3: um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, your your attention is spread a, across a couple of different areas, and uh, maybe you can't take full advantage of. Uh, some of the social time that everyone else gets to gets to enjoy. But you know, I really take a lot of joy in in still being able to play and play, you know, at a really competitive tournament like this. And I think this is what the Tech's League, you know, club champs does is, you know, give give players a real outlet and club players to continue going and um, you know, being able to bring the competitive edge across the coaching side as well as playing is is awesome. What a what a fantastic weekend of hockey.
0: And and what makes Belgatex Elite Club Challenge that much more special? And and again, I'm not asking you to discredit a normal league weekend, but what makes it that extra bit special?
3: Oh, it's it's a bit of the prestige, it's a bit of the hype, it's you know, you've got your some of your traditional clubs coming through that are all building towards a similar cause and then it's, you know, old rivalries and playing against old teammates and just a a different a different type of competition. You know, obviously IPTs are around and that's super com- competitive and guys are playing for national positions. But, you know, this is the type of tournament where everyone's playing to win, but they're also playing because they love the sport and it's it's another thing to play for and i think that's what really makes it special and the fact that it's hosted really really well i mean obviously being part of the club is it but riverside put on the spectacle and vulgar Techs really go the extra yard to make everyone feel super welcome and loved and and just you know allow performances to happen like that and i think that's what really what really sets it apart you mean you got djs going you got the cheerleaders on the final night. There's a little bit of prize money, which is unheard of in our sports in the country. So, all those things coming together just is, you know, a token for an awesome weekend of hockey and sport.
0: And uh, and the fact that you guys get to host it, something extra special for you, still.
3: Uh yeah, no, I still still love the opportunity. Um, you know, Durban Winter, as we saw, was absolutely fantastic. Um. The club is very lucky to have two Bulgatex, Elite Turfs, side by side, you know, and we just have some really, really nice facilities. So it makes it easy hosting. Um well, I say easy, but uh the work that goes in behind the scenes by a local organizing committee is absolutely insane and you know, they play an absolute short ginormous role in making the weekend what it is. So I think big props has to go to them. But yeah we we really really fortunate and uh it makes it i think just that extra extra bit
0: special Ah, there's nothing short of special on the weekend it's uh, a tournament that i look forward to every year from uh, a media coverage point of view i know that the players look forward to it and of course you and your team will be looking forward to it in 2023 as defending champions uh obviously the work is still busy with the current season but uh no, how keen are you to get back and defend that crown in a year's time?
3: I uh, can't wait. You know the ladies are already talking about it. So Charlene and uh, Danny left for America. and Like John's be back. You know, twenty twenty three. We're making sure we're doing the double back to back. You know the the ladies are the ladies are on it. So really keen to come back to defend the title. Um, but uh, we've got another massive job to do to make sure we try to get on top of the league and and stay, stay on top of things over there.
0: Wow. Well, we can only wish you from all of us here at Hockey, the podcast, the best of luck for the remainder of the season. Uh, knowing you, John, it's not too much luck you need, just uh, good weather and uh, lots of game time.
3: Good weather and some hard work, definitely.
0: There we go. Ladies and gents, John T. Robinson, the leading, well, the, the winning coach of the BelgaTex Elite Club Challenge for 2022. It is the Riverside. The hosts... And of course, next year it is the hosts and defending champions. John's, thanks for joining us. Uh, it was really great to to chat with you, and uh, what a perfect way to wrap up the Baltics Elite Club Challenge.
3: Always good catching up. Thanks so much for the chats.
0: Thanks, bud. And there you have it, ladies and gents. We've we've heard from Wade Payton, who uh, did us some commentary. You you heard, and of course, punditry. You heard from Rustin Abrahams, who uh, was one of the key. Components of Baloo Hockey's victory in the men's tournament. And of course, the coach of the women's winners, Riverside, John T. Robinson. All three men had the same resounding feeling. It's called the Elite Club Challenge because everything about it is elite. And we'll be back in 2023 with more elite, more great hockey, and probably more innovation from Belga Tech Sport. Thanks for listening on Hockey the Podcast. We will see you all soon. Cheers.